good morning good afternoon good evening um if you're watching this live then you're definitely here with me on this sunny beautiful tuesday morning if you're watching the replay i just want to say good afternoon or good evening you are here with me jermaine jackson we are going into the end of our deliverance series <clears throat> here on testimonial tuesday i truly give an honor to god we thank god for yet another day for blessing and allowing us to be here amen we thank god for his word I thank God for the opportunity to come before you again um, with a word from God. Hallelujah. And we give him praise and glory from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. We know that the name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. Amen. And I hope that all of you are having a great morning. Some of you may be getting started for work. Some of you are getting kids off the of school. Some of you are just trying to get out the bed and, and start your day trying to debate whether or not you want to go to work. Amen. But I thank God for an early morning rising. And I thank God that as we seek him early, that we shall find him on this day. But there is a word for you on today as we prepare to end our deliverance series. Uh, don't forget that later on today that this uh, episode of Testimonial Tuesday will be streaming on the New Beginnings podcast at 12 p.m. You can find it on YouTube, New Beginnings podcast with Jay Jackson. You can also find it on all your podcast streaming platforms. Amen. So as always, let us go into a word of prayer. And then we are going to get into the Bible. Amen. The word is going to speak to us on today and we're going to glorify God. So, Father, I praise you. I magnify you. I give you all of the glory, the honor and the praise. Lord, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for my health and my strength. God, I thank you that you bless me to be within my right mind. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that it is because of your mercies that we are not consumed and that your compassion faileth not. Hallelujah. For great is your faithfulness, O God. Thank you, Lord, for new mercy on this morning, God. Thank you for being so compassionate toward us, oh God. And Lord, as I'll come boldly before the throne of grace, hallelujah. Lord, I ask for forgiveness on this morning. For Lord, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But Lord, I come before you confessing my sins. For I know that you are faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord, I come before your throne humbly, oh God, with a repentant heart. Yes, Lord, hey, repenting before you, God, turning from anything and everything that is not like you, O oh God. Lord, search me through and through, Lord, creating me a clean heart and renew within me the right spirit, O oh God. Hallelujah. I give you all of the praise. I give you all of the glory, God, and I give you all of the honor. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the washing of your blood. I thank you for the shedding of your blood. I thank you for your body that has been broken for me. Hey, thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for being my mediator, my advocate. I thank you for being the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lord, I just come before you with a grateful heart on today, thanking you for all that you've done and all that you're doing right now. Lord, I thank you for your word on this morning. I thank you for this series, Lord, as I've spoken about deliverance, oh God. I thank you for this word that you've put in my heart, oh God. I thank you for the importance of deliverance. Hallelujah. I declare right now that the enemy has no power over us and that the devil is defeated let god arise and let his enemies be scattered satan is a liar yeah the blood is against him and i decree and declare that the devil cannot have my mind he cannot have my family he cannot have my heart i declare that i belong to you god and i give you all the praise the honor and the glory and i thank you for this day lord i thank you for every listener 
for everyone that will watch this live i thank you for those that will watch it on replay lord i'm praying that you will bless their household god bless their families and keep them lord thank you god i'm praying that you will hear their prayers oh god as they cast all of their cares up to you because i know that you care for them father protect and keep them on every side in the name of jesus now lord as we go forward in your word on today lord i pray that your word will speak I pray that your word will come through with clarity, God, that someone may be encouraged, that someone will be inspired and uplifted, and I give you all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. On this morning, I truly give an honor to God who is the head of my life. Thank God for yet being saved, sanctified, and filled with his precious Holy Ghost. I also want to thank God for my pastors, Dr. Xavier Menzies and Pastor Latanya Menzies of the Christian Family Worship Center. We are located at 6532 um, Arizona Avenue in Hammond, Indiana. Join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for a worship experience. Amen. Can we get into the word on this morning? We are in the series of deliverance. Amen. When we started this series, we were coming from Luke, the 11th chapter, verses 24 and 26 is our main scriptures. When the unclean spirit is going out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and finding none. He saith, I return unto my house whence I came out. And when he cometh, he findeth swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So when we begin to look at the scripture, it has been the foundational scriptures for our theme, for our series, as we talk about deliverance. Because we want the devil to know that once we have been delivered, once the evil spirit has been cast out of us, once we have been delivered from sickness and addiction, once we have been delivered from spirits of torment, my God, I talked about in the first part of the series that demonic spirits are real. We begin to talk about the need for deliverance, that we all need to be delivered. Don't you know that the devil wants to influence us, that the enemy wants us to stay in sin, that the enemy wants us to stay bound, that the enemy is constantly bringing things to us to try to cause us to denounce our faith, to renounce God. That is what the enemy wants us to do. We find in the Bible when the devil even tried to tempt Jesus, that the enemy tried to overthrow the plan of salvation. We know that Christ, through him, we have received eternal life. But the devil even wanted Jesus to bow down to him. So the enemy doesn't care who you are. He does, he does not want you to believe in God. He does not want you to come into the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. His whole plan, Satan's whole plan is to make sure that you do not receive the revelation of Christ. He does not want you to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. And for those of us that are believers, the enemy, God bless you, woman of God. Good morning. The devil does not want us to come into the knowledge of who Christ is. He doesn't want us to stay believers. The end, like I said, the devil is mad. He got kicked out of heaven. He lost his place. He lost his authority to be in the presence of God. He lost it because he tried to rise up against God. Him and a third of the angels got kicked out of heaven. So Satan's whole plan is to overthrow anything and anyone that believes in God. But amen. Even when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. So that's what this series has been about. It's about us. Not only when we realize the need for deliverance, but it's about us. We last we talked about the steps to deliverance. That what do we do to get delivered? Amen. And now, in this last part of the series, we're going to talk about on this morning how to retain our deliverance. That when I get delivered from something, amen, 
we talked about last week being honest when you know you need deliverance when i know i'm struggling when i know i got something that's trying to bind me up jesus says that now i give unto you the keys of the kingdom that whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound up in heaven that whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed up in heaven don't you know that christ gave us authority over the enemy that whatever we ask in his name is going to be done jesus says now i give unto you power to tread on serpents to cast out devils jesus christ gave us power to cast out the devil we don't have to be bound there are many examples in the bible where jesus cast out demonic spirits. so demonic spirits are real so let us begin to talk about it let's go to the word first let's go to joel let's go to the old testament here uh, let's start talking about the power that we have over the enemy and how we can stay delivered amen we want to talk about maintaining our deliverance today Joel 2 and 23 says this. We're going to let the word speak. It says, be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately. Ah, it might not be my exact verse. Amen. Excuse me for a moment. Let me, let me see if I can find this verse. Not the one that I wanted. Amen. Uh. Amen. Amen. But in the book of Joel, we begin to find where it says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Amen. There it is. That when we call upon the name of the Lord, that we shall be delivered. When we look into this book of Joel, don't you know that when you call on the name of the Lord, that you will be delivered? Amen. That God will deliver you when you call on his name. That whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We know that's another but another way that the scripture interprets in the New Testament, that when we call on the name of the Lord, that we shall be saved. But we have to understand that deliverance belongs to us. We don't have to be bound. Deliverance belongs to us. We have to let the devil know that when we are in this spiritual battle, and we're going to begin to talk about that, that we have to let the enemy know. When we was in Luke, the 11th chapter, it said that when a spirit, when an unclean spirit has gone out of a man, the devil thinks that when he has residence in us, that he thinks he owns us. He thinks that he can have us and take us over in any way possible. But we want to let the devil know that once you are, once you are delivered, once unclean spirit is going out of a man, there in the 11th chapter, Lucas said that spirit comes back. It goes in dry places. It's looking for a house of residence. That spirit says that I'm going to go back to where I was kicked out of. Come on, we got to fill the house with the things of God. That when we've been delivered, when we have, when the own, when the unclean spirit has gone out of us, we don't want that spirit to come back and take residence in us. It says it comes back with seven more spirits more wicked than itself. And the first state of that man is worse. I don't know about you, but once I've been delivered for something, I'm not allowing the devil to come back in. I refuse to be bound. I refuse to... To, to let the enemy have any control over my mind, over my emotions, but I'm going to stay free. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Come on. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. We have to understand we're in a spiritual battle. Sometimes we're fighting against our flesh. We're fighting against people. We, we, we're getting caught up in our emotion, but we got to pray people of God. To the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We are in a spiritual battle. 
when we're talking about demonic forces, we ain't talking about people. We ain't talking about things. We're talking about fighting against the enemy. So we have to understand that when we are in warfare, we talk about retaining our deliverance. You got to identify your enemy. Whoo, come on. People are not your problem. Some of these circumstances and things we're dealing with are not our problem. That the enemy, the enemy has influence. The enemy works in many type of ways. So when we talk about retaining our deliverance, we got to realize who we fighting. That sometimes when we pray, yes, prayer is good. We pray unto God, but there are prayers of warfare where we got to direct our prayers toward the enemy. We got to let the enemy know. Jesus, when Jesus was casting out demonic spirits, he wasn't having a good conversation with them. He was commanding them to come out, telling him, you got to let people go. We have to understand and identify who our enemy is to let the devil know that when I've been delivered, that you can't have access to me. Who come on, God, I give you praise. We have to let the devil know that once you are gone, I'm not allowing you access back in to me and who I am. I'm not going to allow you access to my mind. I'm not going to allow you access to my thoughts. I'm not going to allow you access to my heart, to my emotions. That once we identify our enemy, we got to guard ourselves and protect ourselves. We go to Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Come on. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Come on. Through God, we have power. Jesus said, I give to you the keys of the kingdom. You got to understand the power and authority that you have through Jesus Christ. That when you begin to identify your enemy, when you talk about retaining your deliverance, you got to let the devil know that you can no longer have residence in my life. It says, put on the whole armor of God. Come on, we can't fight against the devil and not be properly equipped. In the Bible, God, here Paul was speaking. The Lord was letting us know, I've given you some spiritual armor to defend yourself against the enemy. He said that you're going to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Listen again, it says it again. Listen to Ephesians 12, 6 and 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, against the rulers of darkness, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Can I tell you that the devil's kingdom is organized? The devil is not disorganized. There's rankings in his kingdom. But sometimes we as believers, we, we don't understand what we're fighting against. We're getting mad. We're getting upset. We're getting in our emotion. When we're there's a devil on the loose. One can chase a thousand, two can put 10,000 to flight. We are in spiritual warfare. It says, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you are be able to withstand against the enemy of the evil day. Don't you know that the enemy, that his only objective is to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what he wants to do. But when we have identified our enemy, we got to have on the proper armor to defend ourselves in the fight against the enemy. So the Bible says that it says, stand for having your loins girt about with truth. You got to be truthful. You got to be honest. You got to be mature in the word. When Jesus withstood the enemy in the wilderness, Jesus didn't get mad at the devil. He responded to him with the word. He responded to him to the truth of the word. He said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. He told Satan that you're not supposed to tempt the Lord thy God. He responded to him in the word. He didn't curse. He didn't get mad. Ah, come on. Sometime when the enemy is bringing pressure on our lives, we complain. We get upset. We say the wrong things. We get frustrated. But you have to respond in spiritual warfare with the truth of the word. It said, loins girded about with truth. Have it on the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness covers our heart. We got to know with the, blessed, with the breastplate of righteousness that I'm righteous before God. 
that there's therefore now no condemnation, that I'm justified, that I'm walking in righteousness, that I'm walking in love, that I'm walking in peace. I got to let the enemy know that when the enemy tries to come against your heart and your emotion, when the enemy tries to come against your mind and to tell you that you're not saved, that you're not walking in the way, that you're going to go right back to doing the same things you did before, God, I give you praise. When the enemy says, I'm going to get you back on that addiction, I'm going to get you back in those places that, yeah, I know you've been delivered. I know you ain't been around some of the same people, but all the enemy wants you to do is go pick up them old bad habits. The enemy wants you to renounce and, and renounce your faith in God. That's all the devil wants you to do. But you got to let him know the devil wants to come against your mind and say, I know you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but you ain't saved. You ain't living for God. You ain't right. You can keep reading the Bible all that you want, but you 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 really don't understand this stuff. What you going to church for? You don't feel no better. You still got the same problem. When you leave church, all that singing and jumping around and praising God, you still got all these bills. So what you going to church for? You might as well sit down here, pick up your body, might pick up your smoke. You might as well call and do the things you've been doing and just sit here in depression, just sit here and be upset. But no, the devil is a liar that I am walking in the righteousness of God. I'm walking in the spirit. I won't fulfill the lust of my flesh. I won't give over to the appetites of my flesh. I won't give over to the things that I used to do, that God has made a change in my life. Amen. Salvation is a process. Walking with God is a process. The Bible says, as Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourself likewise. So just because I'm saved does not mean that I won't suffer. It does not mean that I will not go through some things. But God said that he would never leave me nor forsake me. That's why we have to respond with the word. Hey, hallelujah. The devil wants to make the word a lie in our life. He wants to make the Bible seem like it does not exist. God never said we wouldn't go through things. God never said we wouldn't suffer through things. But he said, I'll never leave you. God also said this, that I will never put more on you than you are able to bear. So even when things get heavy on us, when that pressure comes, it's not that God is not with us. He's literally right there with us. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Let's keep reading the words. And your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I'm going to continue to walk in peace. I'm not finna argue with nobody. I don't got time to fight. Remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Some of us finna get ready to go to work. And the enemy gonna be moving on your job. But I'm not finna be caught up in the foolishness. I'm not finna fight and argue with my co-workers, but I'm walking in peace. I'm walking in the peace of the gospel. I'm walking. I come, when I say good morning, I'm not just saying good morning as a greeting, but good morning is my declaration in the office that it's going to be a good morning. It's going to be a good day because I've declared it in the atmosphere and I declare that my words have power. It says, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Can I tell you that you can't put down your shield of faith? That the enemy is going to throw stuff at you all the time. But how do you quench those fire darts at the enemy? Hold up your shield. Your faith is in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has the power over the devil. Remember, demonic spirits submitted to Jesus. There was a story in the Bible when one of the spirits, the demonic spirit said this. He said, Jesus Christ, have you come to torment us before time? Demons recognize Jesus. The devil recognized Jesus. Jesus says, Satan, I beheld Satan falling. He saw the devil get kicked out. So when you know that you are walking with Jesus Christ, you have power. The, the devil recognizes who Christ is. But are you walking in the spirit? Do you have on the whole armor of God? It says, take the helmet of salvation. 
The helmet of salvation is what protects your mind. Most of the, the place where the enemy wants to start here is in your mind. This is where the devil goes. This is his target area. The devil knows if I can get them thinking differently, if I can disturb their thoughts, if I can get into their mind, if I can begin speaking to them up here, then the enemy thinks he's already got us. If, it, if, if the thought can start up here, remember, seeing the thought of seeing it starts up here. Then it goes into the body and the action follows. So the enemy wants to get here, but I got the helmet of salvation on. And the helmet of salvation is protecting my mind. I'm going to keep my mind in the word. That's why it's important that we read the word, that we have scripture stored up in our mind. Because when the enemy comes and tells us something alternative, let me tell you something. The devil not going to tell you nothing that lines up with the word of God. Sometimes we can sit around and wonder, well, is this really the enemy talking? Anything the devil tell me is not going to line up with the word of God. He's going to try to deceive me, try to have me go against what God has already said. So I got to have scriptures in my mind. I got to have them in my heart. I got to respond and counteract the enemy with the word. But when I have on the helmet of salvation, that protects my mind. It protects my thoughts. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Come on. Who's got their sword on this morning? Who's got the word of God to where you understand and know that I'm going to respond to the enemy with the word. Let's go to Mark 11 and, 11 and 23. When we talk about spiritual warfare, we talk about retaining our deliverance. We got to have positive confessions. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. What does that mean? That I'm going to speak in faith. I'm going to talk in faith. That no matter what the enemy is saying to me, I'm going to have a positive confession that I am the lender and not the borrower. Come on. That it is God that gives me the power to get wealth. How many of you know throughout your day, you got to have positive confession that I trust in the Lord with all of my heart and I will not lean into my own understanding. In all my ways, I will acknowledge him and he shall direct my path. Lord, as I prepare to start my work day, I'm asking you, God, to order my footsteps, that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Come on. Thank you, Lord, that as I rise on this morning, I'm seeking ye first the kingdom of God, and all of his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto me. Come on. Positive confession that I'm going to respond in the word, that I declare today is going to be a good day. I'm praying that my boss is going to have the right attitude today. Do you have the faith of a mustard seed? The Bible says here that if you you got you got to have so much faith when you speak, that if you speak to a mountain and say, be thou removed and cast into the sea, you got to have enough faith to believe that God, if I speak it, it can be done. The enemy doesn't want you to confess anything positive. He doesn't want you to confess it. He wants you to look at your situations. He wants you to look at everything that you're going through. And he wants you to be sad. He wants you to be depressed. Come on, what are some negative confessions that we have? Oh, things don't never work out for me. So it's always something. Don't you know that your words have power? Huh? That we even when I declare the negative, the reason sometimes negativity keeps happening in our life, because our tongues, we're using our tongue to continue to allow the enemy to reign the negativity in our lives. Stuff don't never work out for me. Oh, my family always going through. Oh, here it is. Something else. No, no, no. What did Job say after everything happened to him? If you talk about something negative, Job lost everything in one day. And he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Job yet and still had a positive confession. 
Huh? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want that even though I may have some things that I need, I may have some bills I need to be paid. I may have some situations that I can't figure out, but the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want that the Lord supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory that I know is going to work out. I know that God is going to supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. My time is not God's time. So God, I believe that you're going to do it. You have a specified time and season to release it upon my life, but I got the faith and I'm going to keep declaring it till it happens. Can you keep making a declaration that it's going to happen until God manifested in your life? Come on. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I don't see it right now, but I'm not going to give the devil victory and keep complaining about it. I'm going to retain my deliverance. God, it's going to happen. I'm going to keep saying it. The enemy is in your ear saying it still ain't happening. You've been praying for weeks now, but I believe God. Come on. Keep believing God. Keep having your positive confession. Don't you stop saying what God is going to do in your life. It's going to happen. Retain your deliverance. Another thing, as we talk about retaining our deliverance, and we're coming close to a close here on this morning. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15 and 31. He says, Paul said this, I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus, our Lord, I die daily. We got to crucify this flesh. We don't want to give in to our flesh. Remember, what does the Bible say? In this flesh, it dwells no good thing. In our flesh is our natural sin nature. One way to, another way to retain our deliverance, we got to crucify this flesh. We got to continue to crucify the flesh. We cannot let this flesh cause us to do and say things that are not of God. I want to read Luke 9 in the 23rd verse, but I want to read it for you in the Amplified. And he was saying to them all, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, this is Jesus speaking, he must deny himself, set aside your selfish interests. All the devil wants us to do is to gratify our flesh. That's one of the enemy's main objectives. He wants us to gratify our flesh. The enemy wants us to stay in our flesh all the time. He wants us to give our appetite all the time. When he tempted Jesus in the wilderness, after Jesus had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, the Bible says Jesus was hungry. And the devil said, if I could turn these stones into bread. He said, turn these stones into bread. He came against Jesus' flesh. So the enemy, it's natural for us to have certain appetites and desires. But all of our appetites and desires don't line up with the word of God. So we got to crucify this flesh. Jesus said he must, if you're going to follow Christ to be my disciple, he said, set aside yourself as desires and interests. Set that aside. He said, take up this cross daily, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come. Come on. See, a lot of people want to tell you that, well, if I'm saved, if I'm going to church, if I'm serving God, I shouldn't suffer. How? Jesus said this. We look at this Amplified. Take up your cross. When you take up this cross, when you follow after Christ, there's some suffering. He said, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come. But the devil will have you thinking, you're doing all that praying, you you, you, you you serving God, but yet you're going through. The devil is a liar. God never said we wouldn't go through things. He never said that. That's just a circumstance. That's the world. Christ went through. Why are you following Christ? Why are you a disciple of Christ? I'd rather go through in this world with God than without God. Come on. 
He said, and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living, and if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. The devil is a liar. The devil cannot get me to renounce my faith in Jesus Christ. Just because I'm suffering some things, it does not mean that God is not with me. It does not mean that Jesus Christ is not my Lord and Savior. It's a part of it. But that's one of the things that the enemy will use against the people of God to make us think that God is not with us. God is with us. You got to retain your deliverance. Another thing about retaining our deliverance, we have to have a continuous life of prayer. The Bible says to pray without ceasing. We got to keep on praying. If I'm not in constant communication with God, then how am I storing? How am I building myself up? Men ought to always pray. These are just a few little steps, a few little tidbits, and I, I don't even have the time to go really deep into them. But as we're ending this series, this is how I retain my deliverance. Through prayer, understanding what warfare prayer is, identifying who my enemy is, keeping on the whole armor of God, having positive confessions throughout my day, throughout each and every day, having a positive confession, crucifying my flesh, dying to my flesh daily, taking up my cross and following Christ as a disciple of Jesus Christ. This is how we counteract the devil. When the enemy is cast out of me, cast out of us, I want to let him know that he doesn't have any resonance. But you got to have continual prayer. We should be praying always. Well, Jermaine, does that mean I'm falling on my knees praying every day? Prayer is communication with God. Yes, nothing wrong with getting on your knees and praying while I'm driving in my car. I'm talking to God. While I'm walking through the grocery store, I'm talking to God. When the wrong thought hits my mind, that's that ain't the right thought. I, I bind the, the, the enemy that is coming against my mind. Satan, I bind every thought that is not like God. I cast down every imagination that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. The weapon that is formed against me shall not prosper. This, this is it's constant prayer. It doesn't, I mean, you may not be able to get to your prayer closet all the time. You may not be able to get down in, in, in the form of sackcloth and ashes all the time. You may go into work today and your boss may give you an assignment that you know ain't got nothing to do with your department, ain't got nothing to do with you, and they may do it with an attitude. But then you got a minute, you go back to your desk, to your cubicle, the weapon is trying to form, but it shall not prosper. And every tongue that is rising against me in judgment, it shall be condemned. You know they talking about you in the next cubicle, but just whisper a little prayer. My mama used to sing a song to me called Whisper a Prayer in the Morning, Whisper a Prayer at Noon. Whisper a prayer in the evening to keep your heart in tune. My God, whisper a prayer. So all your prayers don't have to be loud and boisterous. When Jesus would cast out demons, I don't think Jesus screamed. He would tell it, come out. He talked to the spirit. So when the enemy is coming against you, it's a matter of prayer. We got to have a continuous prayer life, continuous prayer life. Pray without ceasing. If anything, we ain't praying enough. Come on. We got to pray all day, every day, because the enemy is coming at us all the time. Last thing to maintaining your deliverance, maintain a life of fellowship. I know we live in a world today. Thank you, woman of God, for all the scriptures you're posting in the chat. Amen. Yes, the, the word will be a limp to our feet and light into our path. Amen. Thank God for the scriptures that are being posted in the chat. Maintain a life of fellowship, a fellowship with the saints of God. We live in a world today where people say, oh, I don't have to go to church. I got my own relationship with God. That's good. Have your relationship with God. 
But have you confessed the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Jesus said, no man coming to the Father but by me. Acknowledge God in your life. Give him praise. Thank him. But it's Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. If we're going to maintain our deliverance, we have to maintain fellowship. In Hebrews 10 and 24, and let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and to good deeds, not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction. When the enemy has been trying to beat us down all week, I don't know about you, but I love going into church. I love going in with the believers and us worshiping God and receiving instruction together. I love it when the pastor speaks and begins to have a message. I ain't talked to the pastor all week, but God will give him a word that will bless me, that speaks directly to me. Do you know what that is when you go to church? When you sit there, you've been having a long week, you've been hard, you've been praying, the enemy been fighting against you, and God gave you a tailor-fit word that he will download into the man or the woman of God, a word for your life that can build you back up, that can give you the answers you've been looking for. You've been saying, God, I don't know all week stuff been off. I don't know why stuff happened this way. But God, if I could just make it to Sunday, if I could just make it to the house, you get a few of your brothers and sisters of the body of Christ or the believers. God bless you, sister. God bless you, brother. Man, look like you had a hard week. It's going to be all right. You ain't heard nobody say it's going to be all right all week, but you go into the household of faith with those that are believers and they begin to encourage you. Then praise and worship, you begin to push past your flesh. You begin to push past your tithing and you begin to praise and worship God. You begin to pray. Hallelujah. Says something about corporate prayer. Thank God for our individual prayer life. But it's something when we all come together and pray, there's a different feeling. You can't tell me that the church is non-existent today, that we don't need to be in the house. Yes, we do. We need to go to the fellowship with the saints. We need to go in and fellowship together. But then when the word comes, ain't it amazing how God works that he's seen the week that you have and then you come into church on Sunday and there's a word for your life. One word from God can change your life. The enemy, see the devil was mad even up to Sunday morning. You ever had them Sunday morning where it's haywire? can't find your shoe, your dress don't fit, your stomach hurt, you had a headache, the enemy will try to attack you all the way to Sunday morning because the devil knows if they get to church, they're going to get free. Woo, God, I give you praise. The enemy knows if they get to church, they're going to get delivered. The enemy knows if they get to church, there's a word from God that's going to heal them. There's a word from God that's going to deliver them. There's a word from God that's going to set them free. I can't let them go to church, but I need them to stay on the bed. But when you do everything that you can to rise up and to get to the house of God, the enemy knows I done lost the fight. I done lost the fight. I done lost a battle. I tried to discourage them all week, but they finna get a word from God. They finna praise him. They finna lift his name up. They finna open their mouths and make a joyful noise unto the Lord and the enemy is defeated. It's important that we have fellowship. It said for worship and instruction, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return approaching. This is the purpose of church. People are saying, well, Brother Jermaine, you telling me to retain my deliverance, that I should be fellowshipping? Absolutely. The saints should fellowship together. And this ain't the time for us to talk about all that we've been through. Yes, we could mention you had a hard week. Man, I had a tough week too. Well, let's pray. Let's put it before God. Let's give God the glory that we coming out. There's sometimes I've gone through stuff in my week where the enemy was trying to bind me up. 
And I began to go to church and talk to the saints of God, and they would encourage me. Hey, hey, hey brother Jermaine, it's going to be good. Hey, man, God going to work it out for you. And I needed that because I was walking around in depression and discouragement, and that little word began to deliver me. You know what? It is going to be all right because God ain't never left me. God ain't never forsake me. I had to be reminded because sometimes when so much pressure comes on your life, you may not always respond with the word. Come on, we human. I know y'all hear me. Jermaine talking about respond with the Bible. Sometimes when I'm going through, the first thing ain't, I don't think about, I can't even think of the scripture to encourage me. But when I fellowship with the saints of God, my brothers and my sisters in Christ, when I come together with the body of Christ of believers, one of them can remind me of what the word said. Ooh, God, I give you praise. I felt that. My God. Hey, thank you, Holy Ghost. That maybe I can't think of the scripture at that time, but when I come together with the body of Christ, hallelujah. One of the, hey, hey, Brother Jermaine, remember what the word said about that situation? God going to do it for you. That's the scripture I needed. Thank you. And I begin to meditate on that thing. I appreciate the fellowship with the saints because it begins to remind me of what it is that I need to do, how I need to respond with the word of God. So as I bring this series to an end, retain your deliverance. These are just a few steps. And there's so much more in the word of God for us to counteract the enemy. The devil does not have reign over your life. I want to speak that into your life today. The devil is a liar. Let the devil know that he can't control your day. I'm declaring that you're going to have a good day and you're going to have an even better week because God is on your side. Before you leave out the house today, put on the whole armor of God. Come on, put on your breastplate of righteousness. Your loins are girded about with truth. Come on, put on the helmet of salvation. Your feet are shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You walking in peace today. You got the sword of the spirit and you holding up the shield of faith. There is nothing that's going to attack or diminish your faith in God, your faith in Jesus Christ. You got it. Don't care what the devil said. You walking in faith. You walking in healing. Come on. I know what the doctor's report said, but I'm declaring on your life that you walking in healing. Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace is upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. You healed today. Come on. Your children are saved. Ah, come on. The devil is a liar. The devil can't have our children. Our children are saved. They are delivered from every addiction, from everything that's trying to cripple them, from everything that's trying to destroy them. Devil, you cannot have my children. I declare that my children are going to walk not only in obedience to me, but in obedience to the word of God. You got to speak it and declare it. The devil don't want us to do this. He don't want us to declare the word. He don't want us to declare the things of God. He don't want us to declare these things over our families. Lord, save my entire family. My bloodline finna switch up. We're not finna inherit the generational and bloodline curses that have played my family year. But it stops with me. I declare that we're being delivered and set free from all of it in the name of Jesus. This is how we got to talk to the enemy. Some people going to call you crazy. They going to say, how are you talking to an enemy you can't see? It's a spiritual battle. I ain't got to see it to believe it's not happening. Come on. My God, you ain't crazy. Keep declaring, keep believing, and keep staying on the word of God. Let them talk. Every tongue that's rising up against you, let it keep rising up. It's going to be condemned. Hallelujah. You've got an inheritance. God, I give you praise. Woo, Lord, this word getting good to me. I'm getting excited. Father, I give you praise. So we're preparing to go into prayer. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank God for the prayers that are in the chat. Father, I give you praise. I give you glory for this lesson, oh God. 
Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for your power. Lord, I thank you that on this day we shall retain our deliverance. Lord, I thank you for this series on deliverance. And I come against and I bind up every principality and power. I bind up the rulers of darkness and I bind up every spiritual wickedness that is in high places. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. The blood is against you, Satan. We declare on this day that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that we have the greater one on the inside of us, oh God. And we know that Satan is defeated. Hallelujah. God is exalted. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. We declare right now that we have the power on the, over the enemy. We declare that we're walking in authority on today, God. We're walking in your authority, your peace, God, your goodness, your kindness. Hallelujah. We will think of those things that are lovely. We declare that our minds are being purified right now through the word, oh God. We will think of those things that are lovely, think of those things that are pure, and we will think of those things that are of a good report. Hallelujah. We will think of those things that are honest, oh God. We declare that we're walking in the spirit, oh God, the fruits of the spirit. We're walking in gentleness, kindness, goodness, hallelujah, love, peace, and long-suffering, oh God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We will not give over to the enemy on today. We declare that we are fully clad in the whole armor of God. We shall maintain our deliverance, huh? that once we have been delivered, huh? that spirit that tries to come back with seven spirits more wicked than itself, it shall not take residence in us. But when it comes back to the house, it will see that it is filled. That once the house has been swept and garnished, Lord, we're filling it with your spirit. We will continue to be filled. As it says in Ephesians 5 and 18, to continue being filled. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that we're being filled right now, oh God, with your word and with your spirit, oh God. And we give you praise, honor, and glory. And Lord, we thank you for the prayers that are for the prayer requests that are in the chat right now. Lord, we're praying for Uncle Oliver right now. Oliver Clark, God, hallelujah, stage four cancer. Now we know we serve a God that is a healer. Huh? Hey, and we plead the blood over the cancer right now. Father, heal him in the name of Jesus. Huh? Heal in the name of Jesus. Come on, God, and do it. Huh? God, you are the healer. We thank you for the doctors that are practicing medicine, but we're calling on God that is the healer. We're calling on the God that can remove cancer. Hallelujah. We command the uncleanliness of the cancer to come out in the name of Jesus. We know that cancer is a disease, but God, you are the healer of all of our diseases. You are not the medicine God, but you are the healer of all of our diseases. And God, we're calling on you, Lord. We're casting this care and this concern up to you, God. And we're believing by faith that you can do it, oh God. Father, we know that there's going to be a testimony to follow, Lord. Lord, you are the God that works by miracle signs and wonders. Uh, God, I've seen you heal people from cancer. I've seen you eradicate it, oh God. Uh, and I'm believing you to do it even now, Lord. Miracle signs and wonders, oh God. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, Father, I'm praying for Kayla Washington, oh God. Uh, hallelujah, oh God. Thank you, Lord, that this, that this young child, God, this teenager, 16 years of age, has just accepted you, Jesus Christ, as her Lord and Savior, oh God. But Father, I pray that you would touch her mind, oh God, that there would be a willingness for her to study your word. Uh, Father, 
that she may learn of you, God. Help her to get into your word, oh God, until she comes into the full revelation of who you are in Jesus Christ. Oh, touch her, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We call out the name of Kayla Washington, oh God. We thank you, Lord, that she confessed with her mouth, oh God, the Lord Jesus, as she believed in her heart, God, that you raised them from the dead. Now, Father, instruct her mind, oh God. I pray that the word will become real to her, oh God, that she will understand, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And at the age of 16, I bind every spirit of peer pressure. I bind everything that will come against her mind, oh God, that even as she goes to school, oh God, protect her mind, Father. Help her to walk as an example for you, oh God. Help her to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, even in the school system, oh God. But Father, touch her by your word. Help her to learn your word like never before, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Uh, Father, bless her in the Bible study, uh, that even as Sister Monroe comes before her, oh God, touch her in the Bible study, oh Oh God, give her a word to teach to this child. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, do it, Father. We know that the heavens are rejoicing, uh, that one has declared Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Uh, Father, there's something going on in heaven, oh God, that when this child declared Christ as her Lord and Savior, there was a rejoicing in the heavens, oh God. I pray that you will cover her, Lord. I see in the name of Jesus, uh, and I bind every attack of the enemy. Uh, Father, I'm glad in my heart, Lord, uh, that a 16-year-old child, oh God, uh, the devil is coming after our children. But Lord, there's a soul that's been added to the body of Christ. Uh, thank you, Lord. Save our generation. Uh, save our children, God. Uh, somebody was crying out for Kayla Washington, God, that you would save, oh Lord. And Father, you've done it again. Hallelujah. So Lord, I'm crying out, save my children, God. Save all of our young people, Lord. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, this is a manifestation of your glory, uh, that in the last days I will pour out my spirit uh, upon all flesh, uh, and our sons and daughters shall prophesy. Father, pour out your spirit, Lord, upon our children. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah, I give you glory, God, uh, and I praise you and I magnify you right now for this time of prayer, and I thank you for all that you've done, Lord, and for all that you're doing right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's put our hands together and give God the praise and give God the glory for all of the wonderful things that he has done. Hallelujah. Thank you all for joining me on this installment of Testimonial Tuesday. Once again, thank you for joining me live here on Facebook. This episode will be streaming on all streaming podcasts. It will also be on my YouTube under the New Beginnings Podcast with Jay Jackson. Amen. Remember, how can I pray for you? You see my email is in the chat. If you were not able to put your... Uh, prayer request in the chat you can email me at jake jackson 7982 at gmail.com i want to pray with you i want to stand and agree with you in prayer amen hallelujah there is no distance in prayer hallelujah thank you god there is no distance in prayer i don't care where you are where you are stationed if you put your prayer request in my email i will check it and i will go and pray with you you may have some things up before heaven and i want to stand with you amen when we come together in corporate prayer hallelujah we come together in faith i believe that god will move hallelujah thank you lord jesus there's nothing with us coming together how can two walk together lest they agree hallelujah thank you lord jesus when we come into the power of agreement hallelujah i believe that god will move and i've seen him do it god bless you sister cynthia amen thank god hallelujah 
So join me next week for Testimonial Tuesday. I don't know where God is going to take us. I don't know if it's going to be another series. I don't know if it's just going to be a teaching. I don't know if it's going to be a testimony. But whatever it is, God is going to be glorified. God is going to be magnified. I love you all with the love of Christ. And now unto him that is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, I say, be the glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and ever. Amen. God bless you. May you all have an exceptional day, and I'll see you next week on Testimonial Tuesday.